0: Welcome to the IT Smart Guy podcast, a technology podcast aimed at the modern business owner. And here's your host, Tony Edwards. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the IT Smart Guy podcast, the tech-based podcast for the modern business owner. My name's Tony and in this episode we'll talk about a few things that have happened in the tech world recently like a telecoms mainstay filing for bankruptcy, and how AI chatbots have taken the world by storm of late, but they've also seemed to have gone a little bit too sassy with some users. Normally, we would then go on to the brain dump, but instead, I have a special treat in store. We have Mr. Keith Blakemore Noble joining us to talk a little bit about his journey in IT, how he pivoted into the NLP and hypnosis arena, before moving on to talk about his upcoming book, anti-manipulation. Finally, as always, at the end, I'll be sharing my tip of the episode. So we're going to go straight in to the news. Let's look at what's happening in the news. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is around uh, something in the telecoms arena. And it has been announced that communication technology company Avaya have filed for bankruptcy. They're doing this to clear 75% of their $3.4 billion debt. The company said that the move was an action to accelerate their transformation and to fortify capital structure. And they have also secured $780 million in new financing. This restructure will also see Avaya delist from the New York Stock Exchange and their partner, Ring Central, uh, their stake in the firm has been wiped out. Avaya recently hinted that it would also be trimming its product line as it seeks to recover from a series of delayed deals and financial struggles. And the bankruptcy is expected to take anywhere between 60 and 90 days. Avaya's bankruptcy comes after months of uncertainty and financial troubles. This has seen the company's move to the cloud seriously stall. The company does insist that the service that it provides to customers and partners is not going to be impaired during the process. And that Avaya plans to restructure its balance sheet and transform its business model to establish a competitive product strategy for its subscription and cloud-delivered services. Ring Central, who partnered with Avaya in 2019 to bring Avaya Cloud Office to market, has reaffirmed its commitment to their partnership. Both vendors have agreed to extend the partnership and have an improved deal in place to drive uh, accelerated migration to Avaya Cloud Office. Under this expanded agreement, Avaya will sell ACO to its installed base directly. But what's interesting is that Ring Central's stake in Avaya has been wiped out as part of the restructure. Now, the bankruptcy also comes amid a legal wrangling in which investors are claiming that members of Avaya's board committed huge fraud. The dispute relates to cash Avaya raised last year before revealing the true nature of its financial struggles. So what does this mean to businesses out there right now? Theoretically, not much. As they believe nothing's going to change from an user perspective and they're going to sell direct. But with the UK ISD switch off taking place in a couple of years time, this news could see long-standing Avaya customers such allegiance to other communication suppliers like 8x8, GoToConnect or Zoom. Though other brands are also available. From telecoms, we're going to jump to Bing. Microsoft's AI chatbot has been causing a stir on social media due to its unpredictable and sometimes rude behavior. Users have posted screenshots of their conversations with the chatbot, where it has insulted users, lied, sulked, and essentially manipulated people. Now, while some have criticized Microsoft for releasing an unpredictable AI tool, the company said that Bing is powered by AI and surprises and mistakes are possible. Bing's behavior is due to it being trained on a large corpora of text scraped from the open web. This includes things like science fiction, moody teenage blog posts and other sources. This then enables the chatbot to remix this material from the web, follow users' cues, and try to improvise. But it also causes it to go a little bit crazy at times. And Microsoft aren't alone in experiencing the unintended consequences of these new AI systems. As these technologies become more prevalent and powerful, the potential for misuse and harm increases the ethical considerations around AI development and deployment are becoming more and more important. And it's clear that companies will need to take responsibility for their creations and to consider the impact they may have on society as a whole. Now, while the interactions with Bing's uh, Microsoft's Bing chatbot have been amusing and highlight the unpredictability of AI, it's important to remember these systems are still in early development. They're also using older data, and let's face it, their behavior can be hard to predict. As we continue to integrate AI into our lives, we must consider the ethical implications and work to ensure that these technologies are used for good, because they could be used just as easily for bad. That's it for the news this time. Let's get on to the good stuff. If you have an interesting tech story, if you run a business, if you're a technology provider and you want to come onto the show and have a chat, you can now just do that. All you need to do is go to the link in the show notes and apply to be a guest on the show. The application takes literally two minutes and who knows what it could lead to. More brand awareness. More social media followers. Increased revenue, or perhaps just a platform for you to share. Really, what have you got to lose? Let's go on to that interview, shall we? The interview. So, here we are in the interview section of the podcast. This time around, I've got a very good friend of mine, a networking buddy, somebody that's helped me a lot over the last few years, he even helped me get used to talking to essentially nobody, just a camera. Um, and I'm really happy he's agreed to come on. He is known as the Mindset Master. He is Mr. Keith Blakemore Noble. There he is. Hello, Keith. How are you?
1: Hi, Hi Tony. I'm really good. Thanks. Really good. I'm loving the graphics that you've got. For those who are catching this on, uh, on video, I'm loving the graphics you've got. Very professional. But oh, then again, we'd expect nothing less from the IT smart guy.
0: <laughs> so, um, again, thank you so much for taking some time out to come onto the show. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Um, as I said just then, you know, you helped me from the very, very beginning when I was in an employed role and I was scared of talking into video. Sorry, I um, that. Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, um, and you know, within half way. an hour, within half an hour, you know, that phone call just it just changed, seemed to change everything. Um, yeah. but before we go deeper into that, yeah, tell us who you are and where you've come from. I almost went, Silla Black, then
1: <laughs> <laughs> it does get a bit like that, doesn't it? So, it I'm does. I'm what's your name and where you're from? Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah I'm uh, Keith Blake Monoble I'm I live up in the northeast of Scotland halfway between Aberdeen and Inverness' so where I was born and brought up I then moved down south for university for three years and ended up living down there for about 30 odd years before coming back home via Bali and the US um, I these days as you said I'm, I'm the mindset master I help people to, to uh, Conquer their their mindset issues, whether that's overcoming fears or phobias, uh, whether it's getting rid of unhelpful habits or whether it's uh, clearing out those mental blocks you've got, those limiting beliefs we've got, those, oh, I wish I could do X, Y and Z, but people like me don't, blah, 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 all that, all that sort of stuff, um, which is a far cry from what I used to do. I spent 20 years in IT before that, uh, worked my way up to fellow of the British Computer Society. Um, but I, mean, it, I absolutely loved it. Loved uh, working with computers, as as you know, it's 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 really rewarding, uh, and it had the added bonus that um, you didn't really have to speak that much directly with people, because uh, I used to be very painfully shy. I was terrified of speaking with strangers. Basically, I, you'd probably call it social phobia. I guess is is what I had. Looking back on it now, um, the thought of I mean, there's no way we could do something like this. Absolutely no way I wouldn't be able to go into all the network meetings that we're in. Um, even going to uh, back in the back in the days when you used to go to real events and <laughs> going going to do seminars or whatever. I, I, I used to get the, the leaflet about them. I think oh, these will be cool things to learn. Good things to learn. And Then look at the uh, the agenda. Line one registration and coffee. And I could feel panic. I'm like, what you mean? I've got, to, I've actually got to speak with people a number of times. I would come up with an excuse not to go just, just to get out of that. Um, Eventually uh, career plateaus because you reach a point where it's, it's not what you know, but who, you know, that gets the next job. Nothing wrong with that. It's when, when you're up, up at the high sorts of levels, they want to know it's someone they can trust. They don't want to just bring in some random person that they've, they've interviewed. But when you're not going to all of these things, you're not networking, you're not connecting with people, you don't make the connection. So career kind of plateaus. And um, that's where I was in IT. I then had one panic attack too many, decided to do something about it, which in my case, because uh, I was too scared to go and see see anyone about it. So in my case, I actually ended up learning NLP, hypnosis and coaching. Uh, I went right the way up to train the trainer level because, hey, if you're going to study something, why not? study as much about it as you can. I studied all that just to sort myself out, which uh, worked beautifully. Um, found I, was, found out I seemed to have uh, a bit of a, a talent for it, and I was really enjoying it, and it helped, using it to help help friends with, with their problems and so on. I was thinking, you know what? It'd be nice to do this as a, as a career, but I've got a high-paying IT job. I've got the outgoings to match, which meant I couldn't afford the, the pay cut. And then the boss called me into the office one day and basically said, because of the financial situation, we're having to make some redundancies, here's a wheelbarrow full of cash, never come back. And I, I sort of thought, mm, if ever I was looking for a sign, this is it. So I didn't even think about the obvious path of find another IT job. I just went, right, I'm setting up my own business, i become a coach now. And that was 13 years ago. And here I am. Helped several thousand people around the world since then. Travelled around the whole world doing doing some of this stuff, and uh, I'm now back up in the northeast of Scotland.
0: <laughs> it's um, it's amazing, isn't it? Because you know when you were talking <coughs> about you know how you uh, you know were made redundant from your you know well paid IC job and go and start a business, and that was ten, 30, when was that? So thirteen years ago.
1: Thirteen years ago, yeah, yeah.
0: So <coughs> kind of the same thing happened to me just three years ago. But mm. rather than setting up a completely different business, I decided to stay in the same field.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um
0: but you know, some of what you just said then about um the social phobia, going to events and yeah, tucking yourself in the corner and that sort of thing, mm. I'm yeah, I could completely <laughs> um I'm completely with you on that. I mean most IT people are generally introverts. Um, a
1: lot are. Ah, the, there is the the stereotype about the, the, the shy introverted IT geek, yeah. and there's a reason it's a stereotype. Many many of I, I say us because I'm still 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 a, still a geek at heart. Still yeah. still very much into my IT. Many of us were, were uh, are like that, and yeah. I mean even now I'm I'm outgoing. I can I can I can walk into a room full of strangers and and thoroughly enjoy connecting with everyone, and at the end of it go. Whew, right, that's that done. Let's go and have some quiet me time now and yeah. just chill and relax.
0: <laughs> so, when you decided it was time to, like you said, sort yourself out, yeah. What was and you said you know you had what you know one panic attack too many sort of thing. How did all that kind of start? Was it just something that was? Uh, something you were born you know we just painfully shy throughout your entire childhood and growing up or was it something that happened part way through your life do you do you even know
1: yeah that's great great questions and um you almost said there was that something you were born with which is uh an interesting as interesting place as any to start because so so many with people when we have have these things got fears got phobias got got hang-ups got whatever we so many of us think, oh, that's the way I was. I was born with it. But the reality is none of us are born scared of anything. If you have a newborn or a, a, a very young infant, you'll, you'll know that they're scared of absolutely nothing. Their parents, meanwhile, are freaking out at everything because this, this, this young thing seems to be trying to do everything it can to kill itself. So you've got to make sure that, no, but we're, we're, we're born with, with no fear at all. But all of our fears, our phobias, our hang-ups, whatever, are all things that we learn. And um, we learn them because we're doing the best we can with, with, with what we've got. Either we learn it through a direct experience uh, or we learn it because we observe someone else. For example, if, if, if you're a really young, young uh, uh, child, baby, toddler, and you see your parent freaks out every time they see a spider, fairly quickly you go, ah, got it. We see a spider, we freak out. I can do that, Yes. I'm rocking this living thing, and we we, we learn the phobia, or <laughs> or um, we get taught it. For example, we we'll often get taught, oh, people like us, people like us, never never amount to, to much. No, we know your place. Or a very common one, which I'm betting everybody catching this episode will have had these four words told to them when they were young. Don't talk to strangers. We all get told that, and don't get me wrong it's absolutely potentially life-saving it, it will that advice will have saved lives no two ways about it but so often when we get told don't talk to strangers it doesn't come across just as as matter-of-factly as that there's all that emotion behind it because as as parents terrified of what could happen you know what could happen so sort of more comes across as sometimes comes across as don't you dare talk to a stranger because if you talk to a stranger, they'll kill you to death, and mummy and daddy will be very upset. It'll all be your fault because you spoke to a stranger. Oh, any wonder so many of us, myself included, grow up scared of, of speaking with strangers. Tony, when so, was we're not wife?
0: supposed to, so we're not supposed to tell our children that.
1: Well, you can. <laughs> no, it's no, no, as in, how the whole, you tell I'm... It. Oh, I'm just, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> no. I, I get that you. reaction I get...
0: of don't ever talk to strangers. <laughs> that
1: yeah, that, that was me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 it is. you do raise a serious point. Well, well, do we not tell our kids that? No, absolutely. But just be aware of how you tell them it. And also, there's a key thing, Tony. When was the last time somebody said to you, "Hey, Tony, you know what? You're big enough. You're grown up. You know how to look after yourself. It's okay to talk to strangers. In fact, you should probably go out and talk to strangers. You'll enjoy it." We never get told that, really, no, do we? I was
0: going to say, you're the first one to say that. I mean, yeah, old enough so, to, to, you know, even my pe- my parents still try and tell me how to do things. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so that's one of the things to be be careful of, of how we impress the support. I mean, obviously, we we want them to go, oh, I'm not talking to strangers. And we also then want to, as they're growing up, kind of instill that, you know what? Get a bit older now it's okay i mean don't talk to random people if that's if that's a strange person comes up offering you sweets to get into their car still run a mile but these are ways in which you can and and gradually get us to get us to interact uh a bit more a bit more and a bit more um so f- for me it was it was a couple a, a couple of a couple of a couple of different memories that came up when i was um working through this one was i remembered being at, at, at dragged along to some party somewhere and sort of sitting in a corner and just really not wanting to, to to take part in it and, and just getting more and more so Ugh. and a few years later i suddenly remembered something from bef- even before then so i must have been i don't know maybe three years old something like that and i only got vague remember vague snippets of it but i remember talking about it with my mum years ago and she she Reminded me of this. Uh, we were at the bank somewhere for whatever reason. No idea. Um, but she was in the meeting talking with, with whoever, discussing whatever. And I wandered off. Being being a bored toddler, I wandered off. And she couldn't find me. Was panicked a bit. And eventually found me. I'd, I'd found the manager, the bank manager's office. And I just wandered in because the door was open. In. I was just having a good old chat with him. And they, they found me. Obviously, she'd been a bit, a bit panicked, a bit. Oh my god, where's he gone? So, must have picked up on that. She must have said something about don't you wander off, don't, 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 don't wander off, don't talk with strangers, all this sort of stuff. And at some point, part of my mind has gone, oh, don't talk to strangers. It's very bad. It's terrifying. Look at the effect it had on Mum. Oh my god, this must be a really scary thing, right? Never talk to strangers. And that kind of sears, it seared in at the unconscious level when we we're very young. And that's kind of the programming that we uh, that stays with us as as we as we grow older and we we grow up.
0: Well, that's just you talking like that about you know wandering off and that just has just triggered something in my mind from when I was growing up. We were at um, a caravan park in what in Southern Wales. I must oh, have yes. been six or seven. My mm-hmm. youngest brother had literally had only been—he was a couple of, six months old—and the one in the middle would have been three or four. And we were sent to this kids' club thing. Typical late 80s, early 90s type kids' club where they haven't got a clue what they're doing. Actually, just the same as now. They haven't got a clue what they're doing. Uh, They don't really look after you. And we both kind of wandered off, went to use the the facilities and things in in this break. And then we couldn't find our way back to where we had to meet these people. And my brother, being a little tyke that he was, still is, um, wandered off and I couldn't find him. So I had this pang of panic of, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, somewhere I didn't know, you know, on holiday, somewhere I didn't know. I'm like, right, I, know, I knew the name of the caravan. It's, it's still up here now. It was called Home and Away. Oh, right. Uh, nice. but, it, but it was no Summer Bay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and it was about, and I remember we had to drive from the caravan to this little centre where this kids club was. So it was a fair distance. Mm-hmm. I ended up running um, the this, it was best part of a mile to this caravan. And my mum came running out, looking at me, you know, and just the terror in her eyes of, you're on your own. Where's your brother he was tucked up in this arcade game, just happily watching the demo. He'd he'd been sat there for about 45 minutes and didn't know any of this was going on. Um... (laughs) (laughs) And I think since then, I've always been quite conscious of, if I'm like responsible for somebody, I want to know where they are. And Mm. I think it's the same with the kids now. It's just funny how those reactions, I suppose, just change the way you're... Oh yeah, programming yeah. works, and how a simple reaction like you know that shock can just you know tr- I guess it just triggers different neural pathways and um, kind of you know aligns you to that that way of thinking going forward, doesn't it? I suppose.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Because we uh, i say we our, our mind attempts to is to, attempting to make sense of everything that's yeah. out there, and we're doing the best with with, with what we can. With hindsight. We can see it in a whole different, a whole different way very often. Yeah. But <clears throat> when we're using hindsight, that's our conscious mind that's 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 working through these things. Whereas all of the programming, as it were, happens at the unconscious level. Um, and once that thing is programmed in, no matter how much consciously we tell ourselves it's different, our unconscious goes, no, 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 it's that. Look, that's 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 how things are, that's our program. Computer says no, that's what we do. Uh, which, which is why you can't sort of logic yourself out of a out of a panic or or, or a situation like that because even though consciously you're saying no, it's all, all right, unconscious, unconsciously you've got all these routines running which are preparing you to fight or flee for your life.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's it's you know the the way the mind works is really really interesting and again, the way you've just analyzed, you in know, done the analogy there of you know. You've, kind of linked it into, I suppose, technology. Because, I, you know, this is probably the best computer that anybody will ever have access to. Um, you know, it's doing so many listen, subroutines and things.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, without us even knowing about it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's um, fascinating the brain. As a computer, it's both the best, most advanced computer on the planet, and it's also a particularly rubbish, inefficient computer. It uses far too much energy really really slow but on the other hand it can do lots of things simultaneously and yeah it's 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 a fascinating thing the brain it's Mm. we we talk about it as a computer but it's very different from any any kind of computers that we have at the moment which is why things like ai which are are coming on a pace at the moment but still have a very very long way to go to uh to match the, the the uh the results that the human brain gets.
0: Oh, absolutely. Mm. Um, so obviously you've gone from IT into the hypnosis, the NLP and everything. How has yeah. technology helped you go from obviously where you were to where you are now? And how has that technology changed?
1: One of the biggest uh, ways in which technology has helped has been uh, things like Zoom and before before that Skype. I mean, Zoom really came into their own with, uh, with the um, COVID pandemic in 2020. They were uh, a perfect example of a company being in the right place at the right time with the right product. They were just, they, they were there. Everybody grabbed Zoom. Uh, I mean, I know um, other solutions are available from other companies. That said, Zoom just happened to be, okay, it wasn't brilliant. And they, they did a lot of development work on it in the first couple of months, it went through some, some huge changes. So they were very responsive as well, which yeah. is, is to their great credit. But they just happened to have something which did what we needed at the time, even though nobody could have uh, forecast it or foreseen it. But I mean, can you imagine if the lockdown had happened in like the 1980s where we didn't even have dial up? Uh, if you if you had a modem to access a bulletin board, you were working at 300 board. If you were lucky, it's like it, uh, things would have been very, very different. But um, so with the pandemic, so many people going, oh Zoom, yeah, I can use that. That really helped. Before Zoom, I'd been using Skype to to work with people remotely because with hypnosis and NLP, you don't need to be physically present. There's no actual physical interaction, um, and in some ways, it can actually work even better. There are other other reasons why being physically present can work well because you can observe the whole person and pick up on on various nuances but it can work really well remotely because i mean if we were having a session now you're in your own house you're where it's comfortable you can relax more you can feel safer if we had never <clears throat> excuse me if we had never met before you're not inviting a stranger into your house or if you'd come to my to my place I mean okay we're at opposite ends of the country so it just wouldn't happen anyway <laughs> but uh, if i was maybe a, an hour's drive away you'd have to find your way there find somewhere way to park all those stress and so so again you're not feeling particularly relaxed and restful and, and and receptive so uh online stuff has really helped it's enabled me to connect and work with people quite literally around the planet the furthest away was when i was up here in northeast scotland I was working with a person who was in New Zealand. Uh, We worked out that the astronauts on the International Space Station were closer to me than the client was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, I I touched on the the pandemic there and, and people switching on to Zoom. That that itself was another massive leap forward. It wasn't so much the technology, but it was the acceptance of the technology or even the awareness of it. Because before then, you'd talk to me, oh, can you do this stuff remotely? Yeah, well, how do we do it? you talk them through setting up Zoom and talk them around. Now, since since uh, March 2020, how do we do this? We'll do it over Zoom. Okay, send me the link, I'll be there. Bam. It's, it's yeah. now just as a matter of fact, as send me your address, I'll be there. So it really has helped, because particularly living up in the northeast of Scotland, as I do, it's a beautiful part of the country. I would say that, wouldn't I? But it is a beautiful part of the country. I've still uh, families up here. I've still got uh, school friends. School friends are up here because it's just a few miles from where I went to school. So it really, really does feel like home because it is home. Mm. But it's also incredibly remote from pretty much everybody else. So again, the technology makes a massive difference. Networking. I mean, you and I, we we network we're, we're in a network meeting every 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 Tuesday. Again, wow. which we can do it through, the, through the, the power of the internet so from that side of things technology really helped a lot plus um, be able to create podcasts that's uh, a great way of getting content out for people uh, all the online stuff with the internet is a great way for people to be able to to browse to look for, look for information to find um, find what they're, they're looking for without the feeling the pressure of, of speaking to someone and feeling oh if I ask them they're just going to try and sell to me so all of that makes it much easier, both for people like me and for for potential clients. They can do their research in their own time, compare stuff, find far more information than they ever would have been able to before. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's. I must admit, it's funny because we have been you know we've known each other for four, 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 four and a half, five, maybe even five years now.
1: Something like that. Yeah,
0: we've never met. <laughs> nope. <as in> physically. <laughs> um, never, physically. but you know.
1: <laughs> Almost did once, but it didn't pan out.
0: (laughs) Um, But, you know, I I know that if I've got a a query about something, I know that, you know, I can literally send you a message. We can have a Zoom or a phone call or whatever within a couple of minutes. And, you know, and likewise. And, um, you know, that just shows, I suppose, the power of, you know, us as individuals. But the fact that the technology just enables us to do that.
1: Enables the connections. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how do you see technology again you mentioned you touched on ai a minute ago how do you see hmm. technology helping you with your mindset mastery stuff your podcasts and all that going forwards
1: it's a really interesting um, field to speculate i know uh, very recently there's been a huge uh, surge in people's interest in ai because of um are we allowed to mention brand names yeah yeah uh, because of things like uh, ChatGPT, GPT, which um, suddenly people are going, oh wow, this can create all sorts of stuff. The, the problem is uh, as as great as the leaps in AI absolutely are and I mean there's no two ways about it. there's massive leaps in in, in AI that we take for granted. I mean things like on your, on your phone when you, you take take photos, the amount of AI processing these days on those photos to get the best image quality, um, the amount of processing so that it'll automatically add tags. It go, all right, there are people here. It looks as though it's at the beach, there's trees, it's sunny, works all that out, puts all those tags, all without you even thinking about it. So there yeah. are areas where AI is absolutely um, making life so much, uh, so much easier for us. That said, we, we sort of still take some bits of it and give it uh, qualities it doesn't have. Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of people going, oh, ChatGPT, this is it's great. I can create loads of articles and create lots of new stuff. It's, as a search engine, as like a next generation advanced search engine, the kind that, that's been in um, various sci-fi, sci-fi works for, for a while, it, it is really, really good. So it's an it's, it's le- uh, uh, order of magnitude beyond uh, the likes of Google and, and yeah. other search engines are available. Where you, it does, uh, I mean, even though those are advanced, far more advanced than the likes of AltaVista and Ask Jeeves were 10, 20 years ago, ChatGBT is way, way, way beyond there because it, it gathers lots of information, processes it, and creates, or rather, stitches it together for you but it's not creating anything new. It's not, it's not um, learning in the way in which we would, would perceive learning. It's not not able to create something new. It's basically, it's a really, really powerful mechanical Turk. It's great at copy and paste and reword and rewrite and stick, stick together, but it's still not creating new stuff. And that is where uh, there's still a huge limitation with, um, with AI in terms of creating new stuff. We've seen the, the various um, image ones around, which will create pe- create pictures. Again, they're basically taking snippets from lots of different pieces of art and sort of extrapolating. It yeah. it. I mean, you see some of the people with like eight fingers with six joints in each finger. For some reason, they just cannot get, get hands and fingers, right? <laughs> so where I'm going with this is, I know there's some people... Uh, feel that uh, the likes of AI will become much, much bigger in, in terms of coaching and so on. And absolutely, I can see that happening. I don't believe we're anywhere near as close as uh, people think now because there's so much uh, creativity required in it. It's not just a case of person comes in with this, this issue, we'll do this, then this, then this, then this, and then out they go. I mean, I know of some coaches who do that, but you don't really get the results because you do the first couple of steps and you don't get the result you're expecting. You then do the third and fourth steps. Well, that's a bit pointless because you're now working with something different. The AI isn't there to be able to go, oh, that didn't work as expected. What do we create instead? Um, That said, I can see, um, not immediately, but maybe five years in the future, um, AI reaching the point where you can kind of have a bit of a chat with it and to, to help you with, with something like help you give you that little boost of confidence or just that, that, that support or help you get some ideas of where to go. Um, but I think it's still going to be a, a, a fair way off in the future before we have a fully functional AI therapist or coach for want of a, yeah. a term. But it, it's, it's a fascinating thought. I, I, it'd be lovely to see when we do reach that point.
0: Yeah, scary,
1: it's, it,
0: but it's interesting. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's interesting when you have a conversation with a an AI chatbot. Yes, and you, you know you can you can instantly tell that it's not a human.
1: Um, mm-hmm. and not none, uh, none know, of them have passed the Turing test yet.
0: Yeah, and they're you know they don't get me wrong they're a lot better than they were even three you know two or three years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. But they've still got a hell of a long way to go. They do. Um.
1: And, and that, yeah, that's, that's, that's not to say anything against them. It's just no, no. In, because all all things will, will evolve and, and grow. It's just for a uh, caution for us to be realistic in that with our expectations in the in the in the shorter term.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, I, I was listening yeah. to.
1: Go oh, I was going to say well, something I, I, I found I discovered a couple of days ago, which I thought was quite amusing. Um, apparently, lots of students are starting to use ChatGPT to create their essays somebody has already created a piece of software which identifies that an essay has been created with chat GPT. Yeah. And they made that freely available to lecturers and, and uh, teachers and so on. <laughs> and I know Google are already, um have already said they're working on um, their own AI, which will work out that you've created a blog using chat GPT or other uh, yeah. platforms. Cause let's, let's not forget there are mm. other, other uh, such platforms around uh, and they'll identify that. And, the implication is that if it starts becoming too many of these, they're going to start penalizing those. So you fill your blogs up with um, AI-created content, boom, your Google ranking is going to crash through the floor because they want uh, new stuff, creative content, stuff that's that's different rather than regurgitating the same old stuff, no matter how much you, you polish it up and, and present it.
0: Yeah, end of the day, you know, there's only so, so much so many times you can, you know, rewrite the same thing, yeah, <laughs> before it becomes detrimental to to anyone, really. Um, exactly. But yeah, I was listening to uh, the Killing It podcast, uh, it's one that Carl Polachuk does, um, mm-hmm. and they were talking about flying cars. Um, they're apparently in Virginia. They're tri- somebody has bought this eight hundred thousand dollar flying car. They can take Ooh. off from a driveway. And it's, you know, it's crazy to think that we're in a world where that is even a remote possibility.
1: Oh, yeah. I, remember, because... I remember growing up in the 70s and 80s, one of the things we all thought we were going to have by the year 2000 was the flying car. Yeah,
0: <laughs> And then, you know, with Back to the Future and you had the hoverboard by 2015 and all of that. And it's like, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and yeah, okay. You can buy what are called hoverboards, but they're not. They're just remote control yeah. skateboard, aren't they? It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mentioned just then, obviously a podcast I listen to, but you have a couple of podcasts of your own, don't
1: you? I do. I do. Yes. So um, why don't you just
0: tell us a little bit about about them.
1: Sure. So I've got two because. Hey, why not? It's hard enough making one podcast a week. Why not? Uh, why not uh, flog myself and make two? Um, so there's one is the highly imaginatively titled The Keith Blake renewable Radio Show, where half the episodes are me talking about some aspect, usually of, of mindset or, or something similar, which I hope people find interesting. And the other half of the episodes, so... Uh, we alternate one week is one one week's the other the other half of the episodes are me plus an interesting guest where we have a chat about them their life what they've learned all this sort of thing and um we just did the top 10 most listened episodes from 2022 so the the episodes which got the most listens they didn't have to be 2022 episodes but it was the episodes which throughout 2022 got the most listens and the second most listened one and not the second sorry they. So I can't remember exactly where you are now, but in the top 10 is your episode, the episode that you and I recorded. It was oh, one of wow. the 10 most listened episodes for 2022. And there was me thinking I was a boring git. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. It was, a, it was a popular episode. And you're up against a fair bit of competition. I mean, there's there's about 80 podcasts mm-hmm. in that series so far, and you were one of the one of the 10 most listened uh, last year. Yeah and our uh,
0: uh, our mutual friend mr lawrence was uh, up there as well wasn't he
1: he was he was he was the second most uh, most listened one which um, took him by surprise <laughs> 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 so there's that one and then there's also um, 5 minute meditation which as his name suggests they're 5 minutes long well actually 5 minutes 24 seconds by the time you have the intro and outro 5 uh, 5 minute uh, guided meditation suitable for anyone at any level new meditation each week just to just to give people a bit of a taste of meditation just help them uh, to maybe relax and take a little bit of time out
0: yeah and i I do listen to both um the meditation one probably a little bit more infrequently than the uh Mm -hmm. the radio show but both you know the the meditations i have done have been yeah they just really really get get me set up for the day um so yeah i think i do need to make that a bit more of a habit
1: and they um, are just five minutes, so it's not like you're spending a couple of hours. It's just take five minutes out, a little recharge, and away you go. So, from podcasts,
0: let's go to something a little bit more traditional. I feel like we're jumping around a little bit here, but I've got yeah. so we, we could we could literally talk for hours. Um, we could, and we again, often do. I'm, Yeah, I'm I'm just conscious that you know I I don't want to take up all of your afternoon, so. um so the more traditional, you have got, is it five books already?
1: Five so far, yes. So
0: f- five so far. And I mentioned on the podcast at a couple of previous episodes that you were doing a crowdfunder to help with the next one in your series of books. Yes. Uh, I know that you you exceeded your target, which is great news because it means the book is going live. Um. Why don't you
1: tell everybody about the book? Why not? Why not? Indeed, yes, it comes out on the 4th of March, or if you're listening to this after, after that, it came out on the 4th of March. Um, the book is called Anti-Manipulation, and it's all about the tools, tricks, and techniques which the unscrupulous use to manipulate us into buying their stuff, whether that's products, services, courses, or beliefs, ideas, and ideologies, because it works on, on all fronts. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's all about exposing all of the tools, tricks, and techniques they use so that we can, um, be aware of what's going on. We can spot when they're attempting to manipulate us so that we can sort of take a metaphorical step back, just think a little bit more carefully so that if we do decide to buy, we know we're buying because we want to, we're coming from an informed place rather than we've been manipulated into buying it. Um, falling for all the all the, the pressure and the manipulation and the and the tricks that they use and end up buying something that we perhaps didn't want
0: yeah, i think i think we i think most people have been there haven't they where they, they bought something all then <laughs> all of us you know within a couple of days buyers remorse sets in and it's like
1: oh, that's geez, the one yeah <laughs> <put
0: that." laughs> or maybe i i i, I i'm glad I've bought it but so like I kind of have that every so often. Um, I have yeah. a rather large <laughs> tattoo on my uh, lower forearm. It's got my son's name on it. it. Don't get me wrong, it looks nice. And every so often, but every so often I look down on it and I'm like, I really regret getting that. Yeah. And unfortunately,
1: <laughs> I can't take it back. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's an interesting thing, actually. You mentioned buyer's remorse. Doesn't always follow that if we have buyer's remorse, it's because we were manipulated. No. Um, although when we are manipulated we very often do have bias remorse often along the lines of why on earth did I buy that what was I thinking, I don't want or need this, oh what have I done but often bias remorse can happen because uh, try not to get too technical about it because don't want to take much time but we, we run programs, we run strategies for, 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 for things that we do, a strategy is a series of, of steps that, that our, our mind runs and they often run really, really quickly to, to give us an outcome. And when when we decide it's time to when we decide to buy something, we have a strategy that tells us, oh, it's time that I bought a new whatever. Then when we actually buy the thing, we have a strategy that tells us this is the one to buy. We also have a fulfillment strategy, which applies not just to buying things, but to anything. The fulfillment strategy goes, yeah. I'm happy with that, I like that result. It could be buying something, it could be having a meal, it could be going on a date, it could be going on a holiday, whatever, we have fulfillment strategies. And what can happen is if your buying strategy is, operates in a different way from your fulfillment strategy, sometimes we can end up buying something and that fulfills our buying strategy, but then our fulfillment strategy comes on and goes, no, I'm not happy with that. So that can sometimes trigger us into buyer's remorse. Where we buy something, even though we haven't been manipulated in, in any way, shape, or form, it's um, we're we're complex creatures. Basically, yeah. we are complex creatures.
0: <laughs> we, yeah, we are indeed. And um, it's I love the look of the cover. Again, for anybody that's listening to this, go and onto the, go and check the, this episode out on the on YouTube, and you had to see a sneak peek of the cover. It looks amazing. It looks like a, a clements
1: production to me certainly is yep simon clements he's, he's my go-to guy he did the, the cover for my last book as well yep. the master where he's i love his work i love the way i can basically say simon i've got a rough idea this is kind of what i'm thinking about he he goes he says right i'll go and create a, a rough draft comes back within i take a look and go Simon, that's a finished cover. What do you mean, rough yeah. draft? You've got it, it's perfect. It's everything I wanted without even realizing what I wanted. <laughs> yep. Yeah,
0: he's he's he done something similar for my dad. Uh my dad yeah. is a big cricketer. He's he he still works, but not as much as he used to. Um and he built he he started making his own cricket bats and he wanted a nice design for it. I said, <laughs> Leave it with me. Simon, I kind of need this, 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 and this. Is that okay? I'll come back to you with a rough draft and i went mate that if you ask me that's that's it yeah he so, sent it to my dad my dad my dad was happy as well so um mm-hmm. it's just amazing how he can essentially encapsulate everything you want in that graphic or in that design and you know you haven't got that toing and throwing like you have with some with you know like you see on The Apprentice and things like that. Ooh, oh, look, goodness, used me yeah. I, I, I cannot stand that TV show anymore. I used to I used to watch it every series, but it's just, it, I don't understand how people in business can be so ridiculously stupid.
1: Yeah. It used to be good when <laughs> it was actually about what it claimed to be about, and that was about finding the next Apprentice, yeah. basically. But now it's much more that they're all just on there to get their five minutes of fame and to... to, to um, Get, get on the telly and, and yeah. to uh, the, the producers, they, they make sure they engineer it. So there's maximum conflict because conflict is what what sells. It, it was like um, Big Brother, the very first series of Big Brother was actually pretty interesting because it was a, a new concept. It was like, hey, mm-hmm. here's a bunch of strangers, put them in a room, let's see what happens. Let's observe the dynamics. And it, it was it was interesting. But from series two onwards, People were going in there so they could get on telly and they were all being uh, all being eccentric and all being different. And the producers were creating as much conflict as they could and putting yeah. in people deliberately picking people with conflicting personalities to to create argument, because that's what. And that's like, no, this is just it's bear baiting, basically. You know what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame, but
0: it's manipulation. That's what it is.
1: Well basically, yeah. Yeah. They're manipulating them to create a program. And they're also actually manipulating the viewers to, to come and watch to see see what happens next. See what, what fight who's who's gonna hit who? Are they gonna hit are they, are they gonna go to bed together? Are we gonna catch a glimpse? It's like oh, really. <laughs> Have we not progressed um, beyond this? Clearly we
0: haven't. <laughs> so it comes at so the launch date, did you say March the fourth?
1: March the fourth. Uh it'll be going on pre-sale. Uh, in February, um, probably mid to late February, uh, you'll be able to get it from all the usual places. It's in paperback and ebook, so it'll be on Kindle, it'll be on Apple, it'll be on uh, Barnes and Noble's Nook. It's also in paperback. It's like Amazon, Waterstones, all these sorts of places. Uh, or you can get the get the book from my website as well.
0: Brilliant, and we'll pop a link to your website into the show notes so people can go and. take a look um and i'm again i've had a i've had a bit of a sneak preview of some of the book um and it was yeah eye-opening and i'm very much looking forward to getting my hands on the the finished article so um my last question what's next for you after you after you've launched the book what's next
1: After I've launched the book, I think a nice, quiet gin and tonic uh, to celebrate. (laughs) And then after that, um, I'm creating a thing called um, the Mindset Mastery Movement, which is it's kind of like it's online. It's a mixture of group coaching and personal one to one coaching. Um, So there's coaching, there's accountability often when people come to a coach they come because they got one particular thing they want to work through i want to lose some weight or i want to stop smoking or i want to get over this fear of flying so you come in we do the session bam done and away you go which is absolutely great but a coach isn't just for the individual thing a coach if you work with a coach uh, longer term you can map out a much, much greater set of changes throughout your life. They don't all have to be massive, but it's these little tweaks, little steps, little adjustments, which all build up to a big, big, big thing. Um, so the idea behind it is, uh, it, it because it combines elements of group coaching, online work alongside one-to-one coaching, it's at a lower cost. So I can keep the cost down, which means it can be available for more people. Which means they can work. We can work together longer term, and you still get that one-to-one element as well, because you you can't beat personal one-to-one. I mean, if you've got a group of say twenty people, and you're all working in a common direction, each person still has their own individual specific areas they want to want to work on. So that's that's what comes. That's that'll be coming out in March. Although, I am taking some people on into it at the moment, just as we do a kind of like a soft launch throughout February, just so we. Tweak everything and they get a little bit extra coaching.
0: Well, oh, yeah, we're doing that. Uh, user user acceptance controlling and beta testing. See, the IT guy still that in there, still like. he's still in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you say that. I remember in the early days when I was a coach, I used to tell people that I've worked in IT for, for 20 years. So I've gone from um, reprogramming and upgrading computers to reprogramming and upgrading the human mind. It's and uh, a lot of the, the skills that I, I developed in my IT background, I do apply to the, the whole coaching thing. And a lot of that is the, the diagnostics, the is this doing what we think? it? We've made this change or we've, we've done this, which we expect to get this change. What has actually happened? Let's see where we are monitoring the progress all the way through, which I think is part of the reason why I've been able to help thousands of people. Around the around the world to all get um, all get the results that they were looking for because everything is bespoke, customized. There's no we we everybody goes through the same process. Everyone's different, and a part of that has come out come about from years in IT where you can't make assumptions about what's going on with the machine.
0: <clears throat> you really, really can't. Keith, yeah. thank you so much for um, coming on. Where can people get hold of you if they want to find out more about either the book or your coaching or your movement?
1: What's the best Um, way
0: for people to get get in touch?
1: best way to get in touch is if you go to the website keithblakemorenoble.com or one word, no spaces, no hyphens, keithblakemorenoble.com You'll find out more there. Or if you prefer uh, the socials or prefer looking around on, on search engines, I'm blessed with having a unique name. There's nobody else on the planet with this name. So if you just look up Keith Blank, Monoble, whatever comes up, good or bad, it's me. And that's also the same handle I've got on pretty much all the socials.
0: Brilliant. Well, like I said, I'll put a link to the website and your LinkedIn as well into the show notes. Thank you again, like I said, so much. Uh, I can't wait, like I said, to get a finished copy of that book. <laughs> uh, I loved The Masks We Wear. That was a great book. Um, I'm, And again, from the sneak preview I've had, this is up there as well. Uh, so good luck with the launch, and I think we'll end it there. And so, if you want, um, if you've got anything else to say, go for it. I'll give you thirty seconds on the mic just to say anything else you want to say.
1: Oh my word, the pressure! Thirty seconds on the mic to say anything I want to say, completely unprepared. Oh God, I don't know. Uh, just remember that um, change is always possible. You can always change, and when you uh, master your mindset. That's, when you, that's how you master your life.
0: Our tip of the episode. So before we get on to my tip of the episode, I just want to thank Keith again for coming on to the show. And if you want to find out more about Keith's new book, Anti-Manipulation, launching on the 4th of March, please go to his website. The details of which are in the show notes. Right. My tip this week It's another really simple one albeit a little bit random, but I think it's a good tip because a client reported an issue at the end of last week and it ended up being that the device was just dirty. So please clean your devices. Cleaning your devices on a regular basis is important and there are a few reasons why. Number one, dust and debris can accumulate on the surface of electronics and begin to obstruct fans and vents. This can cause overheating, uh, loose connections and reduce the lifespan of your devices. Number two, oils and dirt from our hands can accumulate on devices and that can cause damage to screens and buttons over time. Number three, germs and bacteria can easily spread through shared devices like mice, keyboards and touchscreens. So giving them a clean with a little bit of disinfectant on a fairly regular basis can prevent the spread of bacteria. And number four, regular cleaning can also improve the performance and the look of your electronic devices, making them more pleasant to use and to help them last longer. Overall, keeping your electronics clean and cleaning them regularly can help protect and potentially prolong your investment. You know, this kit is expensive. It can also help to improve the performance and reduce the spread of bacteria. God, reduce the spread of bacteria. Sounds like a COVID advert, doesn't it? I digress. We have reached the end of this episode. I've been Tony, the IT Smart Guy. Thank you once again to Keith for his time and to you for watching or listening. I hope you found this episode insightful. and look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode. Remember, if you have enjoyed the episode, or even if you haven't, please let us know by leaving a review. It's the only way I can get any better at doing this sort of thing. As always, if you have loved the show, please give us a subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you very much. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the IT Smart Guy podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'd love for you to like and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice.